Lauren, this is a this is a fun, fun show. This was amazing. I loved it. We we're sitting here. He's still here. We we just wrapped the show, and Tito Fuentes Jr., the manager and co-owner of the Napa Silverados Professional Baseball Club, is with us. And man, that was a blast. Thank it you was, for being it was, here. And that hour went by so fast. You're going to come back. We're going to do uh, after the season. We're going to do a little wrap up. We're going to. I hope follow we don't up. have to wait that long. Okay, let's do mid season, okay. and we'll just follow up on some of these questions. Yeah. And uh, our editor, Bob, Robert Barr, down in Los Angeles. He's, okay. a, he's a great editor and filmmaker, and he's, he's going to love this. He is also a baseball he's fan, a uh, and he's a filmmaker, and he has been working on a documentary about his hometown team, the Anchorage Glacier Pilots. In Alaska? Yes. Awesome, but he's in L.A. He's in L.A., but he's from Anchorage, and he's got this great footage. I know he's going to love hearing this because he's a like I am a sucker for baseball and okay. baseball stories. So, hi Bob, this this we're dedicating this one to you and all the hard work you do for this show down there. Hey Bob, <laughs> hey Bob, I have ideas. Oh well, there you go. Maybe we just made a connection. Before we get to the show, which I can't wait for everyone to hear, Lauren Mole has a few words he's going to say. We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail, Judd's Hill Winery, located at two three three two Silverado Trail. Here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at judshill.com or by calling 707-255-2332. Thanks, Lauren. And as long as folks are online, you might as well take a look around on that website. Beyond the visiting info, you can see some fun videos we've made over the years, the great events that we've got going on. And, uh, you know, you could even put some, uh, put some wine in your shopping cart. And we'll even give you a deal for listening. Just type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night. That is also true. And with the Judd's Hill Wine Club, you're guaranteed to try all of our fine wines. Many of them are very appropriate to uh, chill down and tailgate at your Napa Silverado's game. I'm not even going to ask you if that's legal or not. He's, he's giving me a it look. But, oh, it is. That's it great. Is. And to get to a Napa Silverado's game, you just have to go online and get your tickets at? At NapaSilverados.com. Or just go ahead and buy a ticket at the game. You can just, it's right there, uh, right by Kennedy Park. Just come on down. At the Napa College. All right. Well, Tito, thanks for coming thanks in. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to starting the show. Why don't we do it right now? And now, enjoy the show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. Get ready for another hippo of fascinating things to know. From witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No sales script and no rehearsing. Live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Pardon me. I'll have a Chardonnay, a marvelous date, it's hard to say. I know we never talk about the Sauvignon Blanc. It's a must-have on the podcast. It's Judd's Napa Valley Show. Easier, you can't ease this flow if I elaborate over a Cabernet. My buddy's the truth. You should study my man Juddy and learn something new. As Mark Twain said, go to heaven for the climate, 
Hell for the company. And now, live from Broadcast Park in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Finkelstein! <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Lauren Mole. It is great to see you. You have, that's actually a very appropriate quote. It's very funny, by the way. You know I'm a fan of uh, Mr. Twain. And uh, all uh, that he's written about travel, we talk about on this show quite a bit. But you just got back from Arizona oh, in, in the, uh, the almost summertime here. So you must have had a sense of uh, the heat of, uh, you know, hot, as they say, hot as, uh, well, you know. Uh, Judd, I'm not going to use those words. Judd, hot as it, hell. Yeah. Well, Judd, it is so wonderful <laughs> to be back here in this building. It's great to see you. Did you have a good trip? I had a wonderful trip. What was going on? Uh, this is the first time I'd ever been to Arizona after... Waiting 28 years. And you're only 23 life. years old. That's amazing. How does that math work out? <laughs> yeah, how does that <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, okay. So this was your first time. You mentioned that before. And what were your impressions? What did you do? Uh, oh. Tell me a little bit, some of the highlights. Well, I actually had some uh, family that moved out from, uh, from Michigan mm -hmm. to Tucson. They got tired of the cold weather in Detroit. Yeah, I'll bet. They traded it for the other extreme. They did. Did you get, did you get pretty... Uh, Pretty schwitzy out there? That means hot. That means sweaty. Uh, that means Pretty yeah. much, yes. You did. Okay. And then so uh, then they took us to Santan Valley where we had more of my relatives moved to Arizona from uh, Vallejo. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're liking it down there, too. So it was a big family get-together out yes. in the desert. Yes. And we, this was near Tucson? Uh, near Tucson, yes. So I have to ask you, because, well, you know me, did you make it to the famed and historic Contiki Tiki Bar restaurant out there on, I think, on Speedway in Tucson? Uh, sadly, no. When they're famous scorpion bowls, no, I never had one. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to do another road trip back there. Sure, and then also, uh, uh, my uncle Mike and Auntie Chris, who who are my relatives, mm -hmm. they took us up to Mount Lemon. Oh, that's beautiful up there. It is. I loved it. Yeah, nice, nice. I spent many years in Arizona and have a lot of fond memories. I'm glad you got to experience that, and you had a good enough time. You'd go back sometime. I would love to go back again sometime, but next time if I go to Arizona, I maybe like to visit. Uh, uh, the Phoenix, uh, the state capitol building, or if Arizona has a state railroad museum, since I'm also uh, fond of trains, you are, yeah. I would love to visit that. You know, well. I don't know off the top of my head, but they do. They do. Okay, our, our mystery guest knows. And by the way, Arizona, also a major hub in the earlier springtime for, you know what, baseball. And I know you're a baseball fan. That's right. You could get out there and see some uh, good games. I used to head out there. I've got some great stories, but I'm going to save those for later. That's right. And um, also, yeah. Jeff, Something interesting happened to me before I left on my trip for Arizona on May 21st. What's that? I have officially applied for my own passport. You Oh, give me five. Give me five. Thank you. That is so good. Even if you don't have plans to use it, or do you have plans to use it? Uh, not, not at the moment. Not, but that's okay. As we talk about... Almost maybe too much. Almost maybe too much. And, and by the Everyone way, should have a passport. Just be ready for that opportunity, whether you're going to use it or not. Get out. See the world. Get some perspective on how others live and cultures and music and food and perspectives. you got to get out there. Right. And Judd? Yeah. You, sir, did very well by yourself last week with, uh, with Anna Paulson from the CHP. Oh. I'd love to meet her in person one day. She's great. And did you yeah. notice? Uh, you told me you, you listened in via online. On and, my smartphone. And... They got to the, the, the theme song ended, and then it was silence, and I was just sitting there waiting. There was this dead air, and I'm looking over. Oh, right, he's not here to introduce the show, and then I had to go on. Yep. It's this muscle memory. Yeah, that's oh, right. Well. And, and, uh, and I want to thank We missed you. Thanks, thanks, Jen. I missed you, too. And I want to thank everybody <laughs> here who held down the fort for me, uh, sadly, for the last time here at Broadcast Park. 
For the last time. Yes, here in this building. Is it, is it that imminent? Yes, because a couple of big changes are about to happen here soon, Judd. Well, I, I don't know. We're about it, to move soon. That's coming up. And I'll, we're about to go on FM. There's all that good stuff happening. I don't know if I can make any official announcements. I don't have the proper information in front of me. It's all right. All that's happening. I just don't know when. It is. And I'm looking forward to it. Good. So what's been going on with you, Judd? Just staying busy, man. Springtime is here. Already starting harvest prep, believe it or not. Welcoming folks to our great experience at Judd's Hill. And we have our 30th anniversary coming up. Congratulations. Well, this is our 30th anniversary year as Judd's Hill, 40 years in the Napa Valley wine business. And we have a big event coming up this summer to mark the occasion. And I'm not giving any details on the air. If you would like to be a part of it, and um, I'm looking at my guest across here, and, and I have the wheels turning. I'm, I'm going to try to include him in this because I, I got this idea yesterday. I think it would be a lot of fun. But if you would like to be a part of the Judd's Hill 30th anniversary celebration, all I can tell you, it will be in July. And you're not going to find information on our Facebook page, although there's lots of other fun stuff. You're not going to find the information on our website, although there's lots of other fun stuff and wine and fun videos. you got to come in and see us or sign up on our mailing list, and we will get you all that information. That being said, oh, and you can do that at judshill.com. All right. We got, we got, there's so much to talk about, as always, with these great guests in Napa, California. But this, this particular guest, I, there's just, wow, I'm excited. So would you please, without any further ado, Mr. Lorne Mole. Well, hang on every word this fine gent says. And perhaps he'll ditch the ball cap for a special event, Fez. Whatever the case, we'll embrace all as we hear of his life in pro baseball our local team owner, Tito Fuentes. It's, yeah, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> it's Tito Fuentes Jr., and uh, I'm excited to meet you. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. I've been, well, it's the second season of the Napa Silverados, uh, of which you managed last season, and this year you are manager-owner. Correct. Wow. Uh, along with your wife, Alma, and uh, David Halloran. Correct. The owner, is the ownership the of the trio, team. The trio, as we call it. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you about all of this, life and baseball. I'm just not exactly sure where to start. We I know, could, there's we could, so much we, we can could, talk about. There's so much. We could start with the Silverados. We could start with just you and your life and, you know, a bit about your dad, maybe. I'm sure. going to let you figure it out. Well, where where well, do you want to start? Let's segue from you, you lived in Arizona? I did. I went to school out there. Uh, I was a Sun Devil for a okay. few years there. So you got- lived in Tempe? Yes. Uh, and Lauren just got back from Tucson, which is cooler than the Phoenix area. And I lived in Chandler for five years. Oh, you lived in Chandler. Was that yeah. baseball related as well? Uh, it wasn't at first, and then it became baseball. Okay. Um, our son is 19 years old, oh. and we we owned the old Adobe back in the day. Yeah. And then, you know, the restaurant business is very demanding yes. so we kind of just wanted to get away and we went to arizona and my son at that time was six or seven never played baseball really played soccer basketball how does that happen in the fuentes household i was panicking <laughs> so at seven and a half years old he said hey dad i want to try baseball now yeah so <laughs> joyful dad i said yeah, yeah let's we start we start practicing, start giving him instructions, join Little League, and he hasn't looked back. This is here in Napa, or this is no, in, this is this in Arizona. Is Chandler. That's yeah, it. I'm and then sorry. We opened up a baseball academy in Arizona. Right. Yeah. The uh, the Tito Fuentes baseball, baseball academy. academy. Yeah. So that's how it kind of came to flourishing. Okay. That's so. That's, that's my Arizona tie. That's the tie of Chandler, yeah. Arizona. 
And no. in between Chandler and Tucson, there's a place called Casa Grande. See. Si. Yeah, and that's where the Giants used to have their spring training. That was it before they moved up to Scottsdale, right? Correct. That beautiful stadium. All right, I don't want to go too down a rabbit hole about spring training, but <laughs> yeah, I will just say yeah. one of the biggest thrills of my life, you know, of course, before meeting my wife and sure. married and kids and all that stuff, but um, my early my early life was having the opportunity to go out and catch basically shag balls for the Oakland A's really? during spring training, and this was circa 19... It might have been like 1991. I think they just had their run of the World Series. They just won in 89. Right. I was I invited to spring training in 89 from the, in the, from Dominican to oh. Phoenix. And I got there and I figured out why You're, they won in 89. <laughs> you were part of that. Yeah, that's right. You were part of the organization. Well, just me and some you know goofy kids out in the outfield catching these fly balls off of uh, Mark McGuire yeah. and um, – uh, but what I, what I remember is nobody, none of the players really gave us the time of day. They were just, you know, we just threw them out. And that was fine. Like, yeah. We weren't expecting anything. Except Dave Henderson did. He is a good he, man. He came out and said, thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. And, like, yeah. kind of gave us all high fives. He's a good man. Coming He's out. a good but man. Anyway, thrill for me being a fan here in the Bay Area. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> I see how this could go on and on and on. You need a two-hour show today. Uh, it might be. We might have to just go off the air and just keep recording for the podcast. <laughs> well, let's talk. Let, let's go back to the beginning. We'll work our way back to sure. Napa. How about sure. that? You grew up in a baseball family, playing baseball. Your father, of course, Tito Fuentes Sr., famous San Francisco giant. He uh, originally from Cuba, right? Correct. And was one of the last players to sign out. One of the three last players that Fidel gave permission to leave Cuba. Wow. Yeah. Interesting story on that one. Please. Um, I would love to hear it. So my father, in 14 years old, was uh, being sought after by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wait, how old? 14. I thought that's what you said. Because he was on the national team at that age. Oh my God. I'm thinking, what was I doing at 14? I can't imagine. I wasn't doing that. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so he was too young to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 16 years, at 16 years old, the Giants were able to get a hold of him because he was of age. Mm-hmm. In the Caribbean, 16 years old, your signing age. Oh, okay. But th- in 59, the last year on the national team, yeah. they won the Caribbean series. Oh, wow. And Fidel said to all of them, uh, if you guys win the championship, you all get a house. So everybody get a house. Get a house. Because this was wow. when they were taking over and they yeah. were taking houses away from families that had two or three houses. Mm-hmm. So everyone would have a house. Okay. So everyone on the team got a house. <laughs> so my dad signed the house over to his dad and then left. So then they'd have a house. Wow. And they're still in that house. Really? Yeah, I was there in 2004. So your family in Cuba still lives yeah. in that house? Still lives in that house. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. But you yourself did not grow up in No, Cuba. I was raised you... partially here in the States mm-hmm. and partially in the Dominican Republic. Okay. I thought that's what I had heard. Okay, so you grow up, your dad becomes this uh, you know, iconic San Francisco giant, and you... Is he grooming you along the way? You know, like, how did that work? Did he put um, pressure on you to get into baseball? No. No? Because no. uh, I, I grew up... I mean, I was born early in his career. Mm-hmm. So... Baseball season, he wasn't around because he was playing. Oh, okay. So he wasn't – I mean, we would play catch, and he was rough on me. If I didn't throw the ball right, he'd say, okay, when you learn to throw the ball right, I'll come back out. Oh. He wasn't trying to <laughs> – trying to like, oh, it's okay. No, he was rough in my house. I see. Yeah. I see. Board games, it was even rough. He wouldn't let us win. Oh. Competitive. Well, I guess it served him well in his career. <laughs> it did. How, how is he now? He's great. Does I mean, he still have that with you? Like, does he see you uh, – does he – 
criticize your I shouldn't say criticize but does he like watch your management style and uh, yeah I mean is he competitive he, in that way he, he's 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 changed a little bit I mean but he's still competitive but mm-hmm. he's always says I don't know how you didn't make it um, he goes you know so much about the game I see you coach teach manage and mm-hmm. you know so he gives me a lot of appreciation and compliments yeah okay yeah. well that's nice yeah and um, you know I think I, I saw him once or twice out at a Silverado's game last yeah. season and so he'll be out again this year that's good so yeah. he's I'm glad that he's around and involved that's 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 really very cool so somehow you find your ways if it's not through family grooming but you find your path towards uh, being a baseball player oh yeah so I played yeah. little league um, like most kids did or yeah. do Mm-hmm. And you know, I was the kid that just was hyper. I always got in <laughs> trouble with my mom and grounded. And Uh-oh. the coach would always come on Saturday morning begging my mom to take me off for punishment <laughs> just for the game, because <laughs> they needed me. And it was nice to be wanted on the team and sure. have, kind of be the player that you know that gets cheered on. And so, yeah, early in my early as a kid, I, I played. I was competitive and just knew the game probably. I don't know if it was instinctively or my dad just sat me down and said, let's watch a game because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't remember too much back then. But There's I something in the yeah, Puente's DNA. There's something in the DNA. Yeah. So I was able to play. And then uh, my dad was very strict on our grades, so my grades weren't the best. So he pulled me out mm-hmm. of baseball at 11 years old, and I didn't start playing again until I was like 15. Wow. That's interesting, though, for somebody who was so competitive in the sport that he made his career in. He also still saw, you know, the value, the value and and prioritized the education. Yeah, over and, that, and mainly because he didn't have an education mm. because he came from Cuba and, and started was, playing so young. Started playing so young wow. at five years old, and wow. you know, being well, five, eleven years later, being in a professional organization. Okay, well, well, I mean. I guess looking back, you can say good for him for realizing that. I'll bet at the time you weren't too happy about it. Oh, of course not. Yeah. But I'll give it to my father. He went yeah. back and got his um, his diploma. Oh, he, he did? He enrolled in a college um, when he retired from baseball mm-hmm. and got his degree. Wow, that's that's really admirable. I know that's that's wonderful. That's what what did what did he get his degree in? I gotta ask. You know what? Just general education. Oh, okay, just okay. So, so he said he went to school. Wrapped it up. That's yeah. great. Okay, well, good. I think there's a lot to be said. He put for that. a new word on the refrigerator every day, so he would learn the meaning every oh, day. Yeah. I think that's important. Word Very. of the day. I I still remember. Um, my English teacher, one of my English teachers in high school, always had the word of the day and told us how to recognize the root yeah. of it. You know, it could be from Latin, from Greek, and then sure. from that you could decipher other words, and right. it made such an impact. Good, good for him. That's, yeah, that's wonderful. awesome. All right, so I guess maybe we'll fast forward a little bit, but how, how did you find your way? Well, maybe we won't jump there yet. Your baseball, you get involved in several different professional organizations, as you alluded to, with the A's in 89. Okay, but but how did you find your way to Napa? What What's the Napa connection? Oh, good question. Yeah. So I grew up in Falls City, mm-hmm. and then I was living in San Mateo, mm-hmm. and this is back in 98. So my wife, uh, who I met in San Mateo, uh-huh. Alma, she had a music studio above a friend of mine's Italian coffee shop. Oh, she's a musician. She's a musician. Wow, yes. she was cool. a music producer. You know, she did a lot of a lot of things. Her okay. and her brother, and they're from Napa. Well, they moved here in '86. Okay. So, 
when her father got ill, mm-hmm. she said we should move to Napa to be closer to my dad. Uh, so we came here in 2000. Wow. So I've been here since 2000. You know, and I've only recently, you know, become aware of your presence here in town. That's that's amazing to have such a, you know, iconic baseball figure here, and it's been like under my radar. But I guess I was just in a different age range. Had I been a little younger, I would have known that you were involved in the Justin Siena baseball program. Yeah. Had I been a little older, who knows? I might have kn- I might have just known a lot more than I do now. <laughs> but uh, but you did. You involved yourself. You know, baseball. Yeah, I was on the board of Cal Ripken. I coached in Cal Ripken. I coached at Justin Siena. Mm-hmm. You know, we did a lot of camps and clinics here in town. And your uh, baseball academy, yeah. you moved here to Napa as correct, well. Correct, correct. So we did a lot of um, lessons for kids all the way up to St. Helena down here to Napa. Wonderful. And American Canyon even. Yeah, man, so. I I loved playing Little League. I was up in St. Helena. My father was a oh. coach, in fact, but I can only imagine if we had access to you know, someone like you. Thank and you. and the, the the schooling that you could offer, uh, just just how much our our game would have improved. If... Yeah, you know it's it's interesting uh, you say that because me and my son always um, talk about like a a movie and uh, the the movie premise is um, the kid's best friend is actually his dad <laughs> going back in time. I'm going to interrupt just one second. Sure. <laughs> this this is strange. This is the universe talking. I I don't normally get reception. Our good pal Artie Party just texted me. Oh. Uh, you're going to be on his show tomorrow. Yes. He says, uh, "Put your microphone up a little bit." It sounds okay in my uh, headphones, but now okay. that I'm looking at the levels, I do see it's a little. Is low, that so. is that better, Artie? Artie, good. That's amazing because I never get texts in here. That's funny, so, Artie. That was meant to be. Thank you, Artie. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to have interrupted. You. No, no, you're good. But please, please continue. So where was I? So, uh, oh, so the premise is um, the. This kid is a baseball player, and he's pretty good. And his dad was in the minor league system. Um, and then he passes away. Mm. So the kid kind of like is like in between um, decisions on going to play baseball or to stop playing baseball. So the dad gets reincarnated as this kid, but knows everything he knows about baseball. Oh, wow. But at a young age. Right. So he helps the, the son, you know, with his skills. And yes. And goes on to become... You know, famous and all that. Oh, Just y- the concept. Yeah, isn't that something? You always say, you know, uh, youth is wasted on the young. If you had all the experience yeah. and the knowledge if that I, you have. We want to call it if I knew then what I know now. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a million stories you could tell. I like like this. And uh, so here never you're, you're involved. you got the baseball academy. You're, you're involved with a lot of youth. And we'll get into some of your youth involvement back in the Dominican Republic as yeah, well. Yeah, sure. How do you find yourself in this league, the Pacific League of no Pacific Association of Professional Baseball Clubs? Correct is the league that the Napa Silverados joined last year. Mm-hmm. This year, there's five teams. This year, there's five teams. When this started in 2013, it was four teams. Um, it's grown to six, and mm-hmm. then with some circumstances, it went back down to five. Yeah, but I think they're going to grow it again to seven or eight next year. Oh, good. There's good. a lot of interest. I mean, I, maybe it's an obvious question how you got involved. I mean, you're here in Napa, and you're you know Mr. Baseball. That's how you get involved. But what was the process of uh, getting to be the manager of the Silverados? Well, I'll, I'll go back. So Please. 2012. I don't even know how old I was, but 2012, <laughs> I said, you know, I want to get back into baseball in an organization level. Mm-hmm. So my dad, again, very by the book and follows everything and doesn't ask for favors. And I ask him, and he says, well, you can – I'll give you the guy's name you need to talk to, but I'm not going to say hire my kid. 
Gotcha. So at the time, Bobby Evans was um, – he wasn't the general manager. He was just still in high up with the Giants. So I get an interview set up on my own with Bobby Evans. Mm-hmm. I go in there, and I don't think he really intended to hire me. But we had a really good interview. And as a matter of fact, my wife was with me. <laughs> and he goes, all right, well, let's see if anything comes up. Okay. Right? So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I leave. And he goes, are you still in the area? I said, yeah. He goes, turn it back around. So I come back around, and he goes, would you move to Dominican? I said, well, yeah, I'll move to Dominican. I'm from there. I'd, I'd go for a job. Sure. Yeah. So he goes, all right, let me call Dick Dietz and then see if that position is still available. They just filled it the day before. Oh. I know. So he goes, there's a new league called the Pacific Association. Call this guy, Mike Shapiro, and see if they could use you because I think you'd be good for the um, – for the league, Mike's like the league. Well, at that time he was um, he was the GM for the Pacifics. Well, San Rafael team, yeah. and mm-hmm. coincidentally, he used to be counsel for the Giants. Oh, okay, yeah, connected, connected, right? Yeah. So I go over there, and he, as a matter of fact, my dad was in his wedding, so it's just, oh, okay. it's all a connection thing. <laughs> Do you know? So, yeah. So my, at that time, Mike Marshall was the manager for the Pacifics. So I go and he, I have a good meeting with them. He says, "Well, why don't you be the hitting instructor for the Sonoma Grapes?" which is now the Sonoma Stompers. Oh. They were the travel team at the time. So I started doing being the hitting coach and getting the team to be, improve and start beating the other teams. So then they said, like, well, I think you're doing too good of a job. I think we don't want to lose to this team that's a traveling team, so we're going to have to ask you to go get your own team. Oh, really? Long story short, wow. so then we started the Vallejo Admirals the next year. Mm. And then um, we did that for two years, and then I kind of became a scout for the league to help keep good quality players in the league. And then last year, Bruce Johnson hired me as the manager for the Napa Cerrados. Got it. Got yeah. it. And, and now and here we are. And now you own the team. <laughs> now, yeah. Well, it was, um, should I ask was, you how that, well, you know what? Hold on. Hold. I, I just looked at the clock. I could just keep going and going and going. We got to take a break. When we get back, let's talk. All let's right. find out how you came to own the team. Okay. Can you remember that Lauren? Absolutely. Jack. All right. We're talking to Tito Fuentes, junior manager and owner of the Napa Silverado's Baseball Club, and uh, we'll be back. Time for a pitching change. We'll be <laughs> back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. From Napa to Santa Rosa, the North Bay is listening to 1440 KVON. Now, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you, Lauren Moult. We've got Tito Fuentes, Jr., the manager and co-owner, along with his wife, Alma, and uh, David Halloran, of the Napa Silverados Baseball Club of the Pacific Association of Professional Baseball Clubs right here in South Napa. And during the break, we were talking just a little bit about People's emotional connection to baseball. We were talking about our dads. So great that your dad is still a part of all this. And I was thinking back about my own father, who's unfortunately not with us, but was a little league coach and, you know, my first baseball games. And both of us were getting a little emotional. And I'll hopefully try to tell this really quick and then we'll get back on track. But my my father-in-law, also uh, sadly no longer with us, but was a huge fanatic of baseball, a walking encyclopedia. Like you could not stump him. From uh, the north part of Chicago, a Cubs diehard. When I first went into their house, it was a shrine to the Cubs, you know, big time. And this is in Orange County, by the way. They live in Anaheim. So anytime someone would come in the winery, uh, you know, baseball player, 
often I might know who it is, but, but what I loved is if I didn't know this player and I call up and say, you know, so-and-so just came in and I, I hadn't heard of it. He's, he would just like, without even hesitating in 1967, uh, this, wow. you know, he was the only player to have ever during a series with the so-and-sos and like, couldn't believe it. And I never stumped him once Wow! with all these, to me, more obscure players. Right. Well, a few years back, we do these bottle blending day camps where people come create their own wine. They take oh, it home, make their own label. Cool. It's fun. Mike Sosha comes in to do oh, this with his wife. Really? And we have a really nice time. And I say, can we just get a picture? You know, I'm excited. I, you know, my first games actually were down in Chavez Ravine and I remember him, you know, behind the plate and I was like, wow, this is cool. So we get a picture. I send it down to my father-in-law, like, look who I blended wine with today. And remember, my father-in-law lives in Anaheim. Yeah. And is this when he was managing? This is, he's man- yeah, this is only a few years ago, yeah. Oh, okay. This so- is, yeah, he's managing. Yeah. They've already won a World Series. And he's right down the street from It's the, the, the team. They go to the games, you know, regularly. And I don't hear from him. And I call him the next time, like, did you get that picture? He's like, yeah, but I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, who is that? <laughs> and it, it blew my mind. He knew every other person, wow. you know, the, that, you know, I hadn't heard of. And and then this is huge. Yeah. And he said, well, oh, I guess I didn't recognize him without a hat on. That was, that was an excuse. <laughs> anyway. But then one. he was impressed. That's Anyhow, I, I know that if he were here today, he'd be tuning in right now to hear your baseball stories. So I'm sorry that I went off, but thought you might enjoy that. Let's talk about how you got to own the team. Oh, that's right. So. Yes. So, so I was going to just, because I'm, I'm still trying to get into organized ball as well, you yeah. know, and in this league, the good thing is we get, we have had interns from the last six years go on to work for either, last year somebody's now is work, is working with the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm. So we've had go them go to the Warriors, the A's, the Giants, the Raiders, the Niners. So Great. you know our interns, yeah. if they want to be in sports, it's a good avenue. It's yeah. good on the resume, and they they get picked up. We've had coaches get into the minor league system. We have players get into the minor league systems, the affiliated minor league systems. So it's a good it's a good avenue. So that's what everyone's goal and aspires in this league to grow. Bruce Johnson did a great job getting this team here at Annapolis mm-hmm. with a lot of other people, Mel Angle. Child Daniels, a lot of people that, you know, are key instruments to this team being in Napa. So the team was kind of like in a bad situation. And, you know, Napa really embraced this team and we didn't want to see it go away. So we just struck a deal with Bruce because he had some family things that he had to take care of mm, this year. Mm. So, and again, we didn't want it to go away. So we just kind of helped him keep the the dream alive if you will well thank you and thank bruce and yeah. bruce sat here of uh, many times before the first well with me once but yeah he did come in and do a yeah. lot of talk but uh, uh but even before the inaugural season i was just so excited to have baseball coming yeah. so thank you for keeping it yeah definitely. here uh you'll definitely uh see my family and and awesome. me out you know quite a few times this summer i'm looking forward to it you know what's great about it also and i don't mean to interrupt is that no, you know please. um our players you know our players from last year are back in their host families from this year, mm. and it, they they create this this family environment, you know, and there's a bond. And the new players now they're in host families; they're doing the same thing. You know, we always need host families. Oh, I think we're still needing two or three. Well, put the call out. Yeah, what, what so does that entail? Go ahead. Nothing really. Just all all that's really required or the needs is a bed, access to the laundry room, and a shower. 
Um, they provide their own food. Unless you want to feed them, you can. But, you know, they provide their own food. Um, they cook for you guys if you want them to. The players will cook the, I, for We've the had family. a few players cook for their families. You know, and that's why they welcome, welcome them back. You know, it's it's a really good thing. It's good for the community. And if they go on to the next level, you know, they're, they're a part of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Well, if somebody's interested, how would they – Contact. Go to our website, um, SilveradosBaseball.com. Get a hold of Alma Fuentes, and okay. she'll set it all up. That's great. Should we talk about the fan experience? What happens oh, when yeah. you go out to the game? I've- so, you know, we've heard nothing but good things about fan experience. We've brought the game up an hour from last year, so instead of the start time being at 6, at 5, mm. so it gives the family more chance to be out there a little longer. Yeah. Because, you know, it gets late. It's um, late and it, it, it can get a little chilly down there, get which a is chilly. refreshing in the summer. Actually, it'd be you know ninety degrees in a Yountville or something. You go down to Kennedy Park and as the sun sets, the breeze comes right. up. Right, probably sell a lot of sweatshirts. We we do, <laughs> I'll we do. Bet you do, but, um, it, but it feels good when you've been that hot. If, yes, and so then now that the games are finishing around eight thirty ish, the sun's still a little out. It's not as chilly. It's not as chilly. Yeah. Um, you still have things to do. Go get a, a dinner because you know in Napa we close everything kind of early yeah so there's you know it gives them a life still and the players a life yeah so the fan experience we we've seen that great compliments we've also changed a couple of things so behind home plate uh one of our new sponsors adobe lumber we've created an adobe lumber lounge Ooh. so behind home plate we have astroturf high top tables with some stools oh wow and they can drink and watch the game right behind home plate that's great I, and I've- it's right under the announcer's booth well, that's fun. Yeah. Bird's eye view of everything. Right. Yeah, I, I haven't been out this year. Last year made a point to be there opening day, and it's just a little nutty. But, but we talked a little off there. We yeah. already have plans. Yes. We're, we're going to see you there pretty soon. Correct. I, I really enjoyed the experience awesome. um, last year. And I like that the team is really there for the fans in the sense that, you know, if my kids come out and they're friends and we had some cousins visit after the game, all the players came out. Happy to take pictures, mm-hmm. sign autographs. My uh, eight-year-old nephew, who's about as fanatic a baseball fan as you know his grandfather that we just talked about, yeah. was standing there, almost kind of speechless. He was just standing there, just you know, wide-eyed, looking at all the players. And the players just started coming up to him. I think it was, uh, was it uh, Jordan Anderson, number twenty-two, yes, like number just 22. handed him a bat. With you know signed bat, yeah. Another I don't remember who it was like gave him a cleat that he had autographed. Oh, like, that was um, Devonte Glenn. Is that Fox. who that was? Oh man, yeah. Because we were just talking about it in spring training. It's incredible. It's still in his room, like just sitting there. This and someone else came and gave him his batting gloves, and the kids just standing there, always getting piled with all this <laughs> baseball equipment. Like made That's his awesome. night, and he wears. I'll go. They live down in the Los Angeles area. I'll go visit, and he wears his Silverados shirt really? hat. That's He's great. A, made a fan for life. Wow. So that's part of the fan experience is that you're very inclusive of your yes, fans. Yes, we are. And you, you know, have special charitable days like the Be Kind Day came out. But, yes. but anyway, go ahead, please. Yeah, and we have, you know, we, we upgraded the um, the lounge on third base. So we raised a platform up so it's a little bit easier to watch the game. Still oh, have a covered nice. for the shade. So that's a good thing there. And we are inclusive. We have... Ride your bike to the game day. Uh, that's going to be on the 22nd. So yeah. if you ride your bike to the game, you get half off the admission. Wow. Yeah. Which is not that expensive to begin with, which no, is nice not. for this area. Correct. And then we're going to have a, a giveaway that day. So you buy a raffle ticket, and the, the hub is sponsoring the day. The bicycle shop. With Keith, yeah. And mm-hmm. he's going to be um, raffling off a bike. 
Cool. Yeah, so that's just one. And a big day is going to be the 15th as well. Hersley Wines, they're going to be pouring that day. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have their wine pour day as well as Shackford. Oh. Uh, Shackford Day. Talk about this. That's this is cool. That's the 15th. Um, 15th so, of? Of June. June. So oh, that's, in, that's in a few days. days. Yeah. yeah. Tell, tell, tell us – Tell us about this. This is cool. Yeah, this is really cool. It's definitely, definitely community involvement. Yes. So tomorrow we're going to be on the Artie Show. Uh, Artie so party. tune in, and we're going to sign Mr. Shackford to a one-day contract as a manager. <laughs> so he's going to help me manage the team. He's turning 90, or just turned 90. Yeah. And we're going to wear Shackford jerseys, um, and all all of us are going to be wearing number 90 for his birthday. Oh, that's great. Um Peter Mer- Merkel, who I mean, I'm sorry, Patrick Merkel is the new owner. He's going to be doing all the food that day of Shackford's Kitchen of Shackford's Supply. Shackford's Kitchen Supply. Yeah. So they're going to be cooking, selling food. Wow, it's going to be a really big day. Um, we're going to have the Air Force Color Guard out there presenting the colors. Oh wow! It's it's we're doing a really big do. There's going to be a lot of people. If you're going, if you plan on going, get there early. And, and please join us for this great experience that we're going to have for Mr. Shackford celebration. Yes. And by the way, I did have a couple of ideas, Tito, for uh, other uh, special days for the Silverados. Talk to me. Sure. <laughs> uh, one could be a combined uh, KVON Napa Valley TV night. Uh, one could be a First Responders Appreciation Night. We have the First Responders Night scheduled. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Fire Firefighter Day on the, I want to say, July 7th. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, but I would love to do a combination of the um, TV and KVON. Yes, and uh, also military appreciation. I, I would course. love to see you uh, do something with the military. Yep, and we also are including the Little League. So once they're done, we're going to have Little League Day. We're going to have the Coaches Day. So we're getting the community included Wonderful. into this. Yeah, A lot of community involvement. And will you still be doing certain um – uh, nonprofit organization days. They did something similar last year where they come out and kind of talk about their thing and they can yeah, raise that's, funds. That's all on Hootie and Alma, but we okay. are doing that as well. That's all there. Yeah. Well, We're just trying to get to June 1st. <laughs> understood, understood. 17 home games. So, yeah, it's it's a big schedule for home. Yeah, well, the schedule and tickets are available at silveradosbaseball.com. It looks like, uh, at least through June and July, there are no games on Mondays this season. No Monday games, correct. So I'm just saying that just in case folks are looking for something to do on Monday, do something else. But then every other day of the week, look and see where the Silverados are playing. And you know, we've got a great place to watch baseball right here in Napa, but it's kind of fun to travel also. I did yeah, this last it, season. I went out to San Rafael. Oh, you did? I did and watched a Pacifics game and oh, awesome. met a buddy of mine uh, who lives out there and it was fun because he was, you know, go San Rafael. And I was right. go Napa and yeah. I had my Silverado's gear. Nice. But I was not the only one with Silverado's no. gear. I was impressed how many Napa fans came out to San Rafael. And if you don't want to go that far, you can always watch us in Sonoma. That's true too. I hear. That, I, I didn't right get to there. go, but I hear it's a nice. Uh, yeah, it's a nice venue, you know, and it's a good rivalry because they're right next door to us. Mm-hmm. So you know, we and it's a, it's good competition when we play them. Talk about some of the other places. So uh, we've got Napa. You mentioned Sonoma. We mentioned San Rafael. We've also got the Vallejo Admirals. The Vallejo Admirals, and they're not that far either. That's, yeah. And that's what's so great about this league. There's really not that – you're not traveling that far. So you don't yeah. have the big expense of hotels. And Mm-mm. you just travel. You go there and you come back. There and back. Yeah. Now there's a new team. You want to talk about the Stockade? Yeah. What's so their they're story? From Kansas City. That's what I thought. Missouri. Yeah. So And they're in the Pacific Association. They are. So they're the traveling team. So they don't have a home – 
field venue. Uh-huh. So they just travel from our place to Vallejo to San Rafael to Sonoma. Sometimes they play doubleheaders on Saturdays. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Where okay, So for this season, where do they base themselves? Also home families around the area? Well, or? they still claim base in Kansas City. Sure. But they have a lot of local players because it's hard and takes a toll on the team to house and so they get a lot rely on a lot of local players. I can't imagine them flying back and forth to no. Kansas City no. you know, multiple times a week. So. Exactly. So yeah, they're they're a lot of local players. Wow. Now that's exciting though. It, it is, it is. Brings a whole new energy to the league. Yeah, and a lot of players that we haven't seen before. So it's good to um not to it's good to see other faces. Some players from this league um move up. Which yes. is kind of exciting too to be able to say, "Oh, I saw him when." Right. Well, la- in the last six years, Alm and I've gotten fourteen players to affiliate a ball. Um, wow. Last year, we got a guy to the Pirates, Davey Mendez, who's now in Double A with the Padres. This year, so far, we've promoted a player to the American Association. Uh, we have a couple players being sought after by some other teams. Mm-hmm. And Sonoma actually signed a player to Kansas City Royals. No kidding. Yeah, just last week. Uh, Watts, I think his last name is Watts. So that's good. It's exciting. Well, it also shows that if folks come out, they're going to see good baseball. The, it's not just that, oh, there's a local team playing. It's like, it's yeah, and they're good really baseball. good baseball. Yeah. The, these dudes are good. Yeah. Even though our record doesn't show it right now, well, we're we, pretty good. We, we're going to get into that. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's just fun to be out there, but yeah. there's good baseball. Let's talk a little bit about what you're doing. We talked community involvement here, but you still stay very involved with, it seems like, youth organizations back in Dominican Republic. Yeah. So we do have an academy in Dominican. We help the underprivileged. We always take gear, bats, gloves, spikes, Baseball pants, you know, the necessities to to play baseball because they don't have that. They don't have the resources to do that. Yeah. And when we do that, it's to see the kids' faces light up with, you know, new baseball stuff for them. Wow. Um, we also ha- help players achieve their dream of getting signed at, at an early age, 16, 17 years old. Wow. So we yeah. have a little academy out there. Then we instruct players and get them ready to get their first professional contract. It's wonderful. Yeah. So it's gear, and you maintain facilities out there as well. Or we help, do help to do that, we, and we rebuild. Um, we rebuild baseball fields that mm-hmm. are in bad conditions. Yeah. So we like we we'll do the infield or the outfield or build a cage. We just try to stay involved. That's great. If anybody wanted to lend a hand, how would they uh, go about doing that? They can come with us. Yeah. I, well, then <laughs> how does that happen? I'd like to check uh, that out. How yeah. would I go? I have a passport. He's about to have a passport. Yeah, passports are very important. <laughs> go out and see the world. Um, yeah. You never know when you're going to need it. That's right. Or as I like to say, go on your own amazing race. Yes. Race. Good one. Yes. Chart um, your own so, path. Or, you know, if they just want to – like there's an organization in San Rafael uh, that he, they're, they're putting together funds to redo two brand new baseball fields in Dominican. So is there a is there a – Button to push on a link somewhere that says donate now or at our at our Tito Funds Baseball Academy website, which is different than an Serrados. Right, we're a nonprofit. We have that. So that's Tito Fuentes Baseball dot com. Tito Funds Baseball dot com. That's easy as that. I work with a fella. He's our director of finance at the winery, Mister Leo Ainsworth. Big baseball fan. Dude's got baseball stuff around his desk, and I, I won't publicly say what team he's 
particularly a fan of here in this know. geographic location. I already know. However, but his <laughs> his but you can you can forgive it because he's also a big Silverados fan. He's been quizzing me for months, like, what's going on? Have you heard? Is there going to be a season? You know, yeah, who's that's awesome. and then he was the first one that sent me the article that you were uh, going to be the new owner oh, and cool. continue the manager. And he was out several times last year awesome. watching the episode. He, and, you know, he, on that note, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. On but, that note, you know, we want more community involvement. So if, you are, if you're interested in throwing out the first pitch, yeah. contact us. If ah. you're interested in singing the national anthem, contact us. If you're interested in having your choir sing the national anthem, contact us. All right. We want community involvement because this team is not our team. It's a community team. That's great. You know what I mean? It really is. Well, thank you for, for that. And I, I love that concept. And it's what I like about the Silverados. And I got to say, I don't get to as many professional games. Um, it's hard to. Lately. I used to go a lot, um, you know, as a, a younger person. But I got to say, I've enjoyed going to the Silverados more than the last several major league games I've gone to. And it's, you know, you could say it's the traffic, the parking, the expense, the distance you are from the actual action, not only physically, but just kind of. You know, these are millionaires playing over here, and yeah. I'm just sitting. By. But here, like, you just feel so connected to it. You're close physically. You can feel close, you know, emotionally to the, like, be involved in their story and yes. feel for them. So I just recommend but, folks but go out to know, the game. But, you know, you're, you're on to something because it's more than that. It's, it's not just because it's far or it's expensive or the parking's a hassle or the unintimate experience that you get. Mm-hmm. It's... Like what you're, all of that, what you're saying, but when you go to a, a game like ours mm-hmm. or, or an independent ball versus like the big leagues, it and it goes it goes to another conversation. But there's no it, the fans aren't paying attention to the game; they're on their phone, yeah, yeah, they're talking to no, their. They're not watching the game. You're invested in it, so you're there Here. trying to watch the game, and everyone around you is not. It's it's very social. Whereas this can be very social, but you are you're invested. You're because sitting you're close. here and you're, you're there. right there. Yeah, you can meet everybody mm-hmm. after, and when you come again, you already know them, yeah. so you're excited for them. And if you're hungry, there's food there, and you don't have to spend a half an inning trying to get your hot dog. No, and it's because and it's, good it's food. not forty thousand people. It's you know one hundred and fifty to three hundred. Exactly. Well, I'm I'm a fan of the experience. I want to get back to Leo real quick, though. Oh yeah, go back B- to Leo. Big, big fan. He wrote down some questions that oh, he was curious about. Sure. So can we do this like a speed drill? Yeah, let's Can go. I just go down there? And yep. it's like, boom, right off the top of your head. Right off the top We don't have head. a lot of time, so we're just going right, to – Leo, go. we're getting to these. We're it's like speed dating? Rapid. Rapid. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're going to have uh, the timer on. See, see how fast you can get around the bases all right, here. All right, right? All right. All right, number one, does the Napa Silverados use a designated hitter? Yes, they do. Okay, number two, what are Tito's thoughts on having balls and strikes determined electronically by a computer? Not a fan. Has Tito ever visited his dad's home country of Cuba? Yes. I have so many follow-up questions about all of these. All right. <laughs> so we have to come back. 2004. Okay. Does the Napa Silverados mirror the major league hitters by trying to hit home runs? Yes. Okay. So Is that good? No. <laughs> Which was it, Lauren? Was that a yes? <laughs> Wait, we need to look at the replay on that one. Was that a yes or a no? <laughs> okay. We'll just... Leo, when you get out to the park, you can ask him that one. Okay, number five. Does Tito employ the sacrifice bunt often? I do. Okay. Based on his dad's many years, I think he's missing, in baseball and broadcasting, who does he feel is the greatest player he has seen? My dad's favorite player is Maury Wills. Maury Wills. 
Oh, and I even have a story about that, but we're running so out of time. So do I. Time. Except I got to shoot pool with him once. It was bizarre. I'll bet you have a lot of stories. Um, I'm grasping at straws here. Um, we we got to have you back. These, there's, so, back. there's so many follow-up questions here. Oh, finally, what position did Tito play in baseball? What was your specialty? Shortstop, second base. Shortstop and second base. All Comes right. with the last name. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> there you go, Leo. And, uh, Leo. and the third, my son plays shortstop, second base. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow, it's in the family. Yeah. Okay, Leo, if you're listening right now. Leo, come on, throw out the first pitch. There you go. Did you hear that, Leo? Oh, man. And also, I'll bet at some point he'd be happy, and I'm talking to Leo, and when I say he, I'm meaning you, Tito, would be uh, happy to answer these questions in a little more depth. Sure. Uh, for you. When we have more time. That's exactly right. So I've got to ask you this before we go off. Um, one final question. It's a little personal, but, you know, sure. you know, you answer or not, it. it's up to you. Uh, do you – I know you're kind of more of a public figure than many folks we have, so you can decline to answer if you don't want this out there. Right. But we won't think any less of you. Do you go nuts for donuts? Yes, I go nuts there for donuts. There you go. He just had to see the pink box to figure out what I'm talking about. Okay, we are short on time. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to hand you this box of uh, beautiful donuts from Buttercream Bakery. Oh, and yeah, if you're going to dig into one of those, which one would that be right now? I would dig into the old-fashioned maple. The maple oh, old-fashioned. Oh, my gosh. It's, that is the official. It, you can't believe how many people choose that one. You didn't go for the pink glaze, the chocolate no. raised, or the apple glaze. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren is dumb. Look at his face. This is when we need the webcam. Why? And we haven't yet moved into our new studio I know. yet. We'd say more, well above 90% of the guests choose that. Really? No, it's yours. You oh, can keep those donuts. You. That's thank our you. gift to you for thank being you, on here. Thank you, Buttercream Donuts. Uh, uh, Buttercream Bakery. Tito Fuentes Jr., man, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I can't wait to get out to the game. I want to have you back and follow up with some of these questions. Our team needs the community support, so come out and watch the game and let them know you're behind them so we can get some more W's. You got it. Silverado's Baseball.com. Next game's today at 1 o'clock, uh, 5.05. 5 o'clock this very afternoon. Come on out to the game. Thanks again. I'm Thank looking you. forward to seeing you again yes. soon. This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gillamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.